welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is a show where we take a K-drama, we watch it four episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we are doing our bonus episode for The Guest. Um, but before we hop in, do you have anything fun or new that you did that you want to talk about? Oh, it's been a minute since we've done It's fun... been a minute. We forgot. Yeah. Um, I guess... Yeah, I'll, I mean, I just told you off the podcast, so I'm sorry if this is a review, but just to catch everybody else up on my fascinating life, I <laughs> switched hospitals, we went to our doctor's appointment, our 30-week appointment, and finally asked about what the experience would be like at, at, the time of delivery and they were like so at this hospital we don't do labor drugs and we (laughs) wouldn't allow your husband to be in the room and I was like cool so like non-medicated going into labor alone with like a bunch of people talking to me in Japanese kind of sounds like my nightmare so we switched hospitals And the only one that does epidurals is about four hours away. The only one on our island of Hokkaido is about four hours away. So it's a lot longer. But we're already at, what, like 31 weeks now? So we won't have to go as many times. So it'll all work out. Just that's kept me busy because we had to do a bunch of paperwork and make all those phone calls and then go to the new hospital and tour it and check it out and get the consultation. So it's been a crazy week. And we did all that the weekend before I took the GMAT test. Oh, that sounds (laughs) like an absolute just dumpster fire weekend. I don't know. That makes it sound bad. It just, I, I don't. I know myself and my own limits, and that would be a tough weekend for me. It was tough, and I was very pregnant, and we had to get to the clinic in the morning, like Saturday morning was when we had our consultation, so we had to leave at like 6 a.m. to get there at a reasonable hour, and so it was just like a really long day, and then Sunday I just tried to cram before my big test. And then Monday, I had to take the test. So as you can imagine, Tuesday, I had a full work day. And I was just dead in the water. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Just a shell who showed up to teach English. But like, Uh but like, they know what they know. Who's? (laughs) Yeah, it's the end of the school year here. It was the last week of school for most of my schools. So like, what more can I teach them at this point? <laughs> they are where they're at. And then I spent the last two days making, they're called cruffins. They're kind of like cinnamon rolls, but instead of cinnamon sugar, you just put different spices in them. Took forever to make because you have to make a puff pastry dough. Oof. But you know what? They turned out so good. I watched the Great British Bake Off. That sounds tough. I can't, Pastry week looks rough. It is rough. I've never, I don't know, I've never been good at pastries. I've made a few pie crusts before. They're not too bad. But dang, folding that dough, and we don't have like a proper rolling pin. We just kind of have a stick (laughs) because we're too lazy to buy a rolling pin, I guess. That feels like it's on us. It was very hard to make, and they are delicious and so worth it. So, you know... We have ups and downs, but altogether, life is good here. That's pretty inspirational, actually. Like, that's such a week. I, um, I can't, oh, I took a class last week. (gasps) Oh, yeah! Yeah. Um, and that was really good. I'm feeling really inspired, but maybe not, like, totally ready to talk about the entire contents of the class. Um, it's one of those things where, like, the success of what I'm embarking on depends on me entirely but I have a poor track record of follow through if it comes to things that are good for me 
which sounds so like self-deprecating but it's i mean like i'm doing fine i get by i just like have really bad add that um gets in my way a little bit but also it's like if you know about it maybe you should figure something out i just haven't figured it out yet so i'm still getting in my own way a bit um no i feel like you're doing great with this like yeah i feel like you are proving yourself wrong I know you think that you have a bad track record of follow through but I feel like what you've been doing so far is kind of like a career preparation class and courses and stuff yeah and you've been sticking to it like you've been proving your yourself wrong sort of I haven't done anything in the last few days with it I uh instead laid in bed a lot (laughs) so but that's for a different reason yeah. You've needed a couple down days. Yeah, I haven't been feeling super great. Um, but yeah, I hope that like at the end of not feeling super great, I can get that breath of fresh air that I need to like really inspire me to like do the darn thing. Because I think I can. That's so exciting. Yeah, I think I can do it if I just buckle down. Yeah, you're gonna be really good at it. But I understand why you want to keep it a secret for now yeah I'll tell you all about it if I succeed and if I don't (laughs) then we never had this conversation and this podcast isn't a recorded piece of audio that's out in the world for people to listen to it's between (laughs) me and Emily and you our friend keep our secrets yes thank you it's just that thing where some people are like set a goal and then tell every single person you know that you have set that goal so that you have accountability so that you make sure you cannot fail because you have to impress all these people. And I've just never been that kind of person, I, which is crazy. I know I need accountability buddies. Mm-hmm. I know that about myself. But I think it becomes crippling when I start telling people that I'm going to do something. It's just so much easier to be like, and nope, I'm just going to let everybody down. I don't care. I can't yeah. do it. I can't do it. No, I get the same way. Yeah, I I become more likely to shoot myself in the foot because I don't like pressure. Mm-hmm. I, I like accountability, but like uh, one accountability buddy who I respect a lot and don't want to let down. I do not like accountability everyone who knows if I fail or succeed. It's too many eyes on me. Yeah. So tell us if and when you're ready to tell us. But until then, I can appreciate you keeping your secrets. And I'm rooting for you. And everyone else is rooting for you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Um, by the time this episode comes out, like, someone email us. Check what's going on. And maybe I'll tell you about <laughs> it. Uh, because it'll be a couple weeks from now. And then, uh, then we'll know. Honestly, like... The time we're recording this and the time that it comes out is probably enough time to know how successful this is going to be. Yeah, this is so exciting to be so many weeks ahead. It's really intimidating because people keep emailing us and being like, you should watch these shows. And we're like, we have a watch list for like the entire year now, which is Mm -hmm. so freaking exciting. I feel so honored that people are like, I want you to watch my favorite show because I want to hear what you think about it. Like, thank you a million times. Thank you. Yeah, That I is so cool. So excited about that, too. And yeah, like, I just, it's nice because, like, again, I know we've said it a million times, but that's kind of why we're doing this, is so that we can talk to people about, like, the dramas they love, because we mm-hmm. love dramas. And so I'm really excited. But um, if you're listening to this and you're like, why the heck have they not done my drama yet? That's why. Because we are <laughs> listening and we're going to do the dramas you recommend. We're just so far ahead. And then also, like, we've had a couple people recommend a couple dramas. So we might be, like, booked out for the year at this point. Yeah. So I'm sorry if it's not until, like, November that we get to your show that you're like, oh, yeah, I told them about that in February, huh? That's weird. (laughs) But we only watch one show a month, so we're slow going through our list. Yeah. Just know we're going. We have a list. You're on it if you sent us a show to watch. Yep. We will 
pretty much we're in a po- at a point still, without fail, that if someone sends us a show, we're going to watch the dang thing. Um, I can't say, like, I think if we had, like, 30 people recommending shows at any given point in time, at that point, I'd have to be like, okay, we can choose some of these. But yeah, there's so much overlap, usually, yeah. that we've been lucking out that even... The few people that recommend like three shows, usually at least one or two of them happen to overlap. So we're like, nice, we can meet those two at the same time. This is amazing. Yeah, that's going to be really good. Anyways, we're really far ahead because I'm going to take maternity leave. Yes. And that's super exciting, but it throws everything off. The whole timeline is jumbled. Yeah, we'll probably want to make a a couple posts about this before this episode even comes out i think we've mentioned in a couple of our past episodes though yeah uh and obviously like if you've been listening this long you probably know emma's having a baby but emily is having a baby yeah early may yep so that's why everything's kind of off schedule and we aren't good enough at this to even pretend like we're talking to you at the date that it's being posted or whatever um these about us's are like irrelevant at this point but <laughs> but maybe kind of fun yeah. I don't know I missed doing them during the guest but also the guest was just so good that I could not talk about it I was like okay nobody needs to hear about us yeah it also felt weird like I think we've done a pretty good job at keeping the podcast light but it I mean there's a definite um aspect to it where it would have been hard to be like Emily's having a baby also did you see that guy get pelted in the head with that rock (laughs) that's fair not a great transition into the show but hey do you remember that guy getting pelted (laughs) in the head with a rock I sure do let's jump into the guest bonus episode yeah what's up um this one was kind of trickier like I don't I have a little bit of bonus content we can talk about. I read some interviews. Um, Do you have anything exciting to share? One of the only very biggest, most exciting things was going through the cast list and seeing what other shows a lot of the cast is in. And I found out that one of the two writers and a few members of the cast, including Detective Kong and uh, the shaman Yuk Guang, and I want to say like two or three other people, there were a lot, are in a new show as of 2021 called Luca, The Beginning. I am very excited for that. I think that's super cool. Yeah. Is it? So, it's another horror, right? It sounds like a horror. I maybe not. Though. think maybe a little bit. Okay. I honestly, I read the description and... It seems kind of dark, but not horror. Maybe like a crime suspense drama. Gotcha. That makes sense. <laughs> I say all this with no backing. Please look it up and enjoy Luca the Beginning that might have nothing to do with suspense or crime. Yeah, yeah, that might be a better... Because I'm over here just like, Luca the Beginning, that's practically the guest. What? <laughs> it's gonna be a remake. They said I read a Soompi article from 2019 that was like the guest is being made into a movie, and the director said that it was postponed a little bit but not canceled, so that they could rework the script. But it was starring the same three main actors, and you know, I've googled the guest a million times, and I've I don't think I've ever gotten a hit on that movie. I don't know if it got made. Yeah, now I'm kind of... Wor- and it w- had the same cast and everything? Yeah. So was it supposed to be a sequel or just the show but a movie? I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> I guess, yeah, if you're not able to find it in a search, that would be a hard question to answer. I guess I'm, so, I'm just so curious and a little bit confused. Yeah. It looks like it never got made. So we will... Never have answers. I don't know. I guess it could have been made. It's just not on Google. (laughs) 
you know how stuff happens and there are movies that just don't exist on Google. Yeah. Weird. It disappeared. It's been Google erased. It's been given the Google funeral. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't Isn't that a thing that like, um... You can, like, have a virtual funeral where you're erased from the interweb as well. Or am I, like, making that up based on probably, like, a fictional podcast? (laughs) It sounds really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel like I'm making it up, probably. I just... Okay. So there's a horror podcast, since we're on the topic of horror, and I know this is a little bit off topic, but there's a horror podcast, or like kind of a suspense mystery horror sort of podcast called Tannis, and there's like a hacker in it that she, she's like an internet expert, but she uh, talks about being paid to like erase people from the internet. Oh. So that might be where I'm getting it from. I just thought that there was like a real life equivalent for like if someone died, you could also like retire all of their accounts somehow. That'd be kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Also, just really handy. I feel like there's probably so many Facebook accounts sitting on the Facebook servers that are just completely inactive because people have passed away. Yeah. Though I also know that like. There's a certain thing that can be done for, like, famous people that pass away and, like, the people that still want to visit their account that, like, the account will never be deleted due to inactivity. Oh, Which is nice. I think that there have been some, like, Korean... I think the first time I heard about that was with some Korean stars that, like, the fans... It was just an article mentioning that the fans were really grateful that they could continue visiting their pages uh, even um, after they had become very inactive. And I think about that, too. Like, I know people who have passed that I hope that, like, I I worry about, like, a day that I won't get to visit their old pictures or whatever anymore, you know? That's fair. The internet's just such a strange place. It feels so odd to think that you leave behind this thing that you no longer have control of. Yeah, like a little footprint that, like, and yeah, it would be scary to have that, like, hacked in some way or something. Could be, like, really hard on... Those left behind. Mm. Wow, this got kind of dark and sad. I didn't mean what to drag weird. <laughs> Yeah. Well, think on that philosophical conundrum <laughs> and uh, let us know your opinions on inactive internet social media pages. Thanks. This has been Play on K. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what interesting articles did you find? I know you said you read some interviews. Yeah, I read a couple interviews, um, but the one that I kind of thought was, like, the most interesting that... Okay, so you recognized the actor that played Hua Pyeong and texted me, it was my early morning, your evening. Um, I did not recognize him. Do you well, think I, I recognized oh, him? Okay, so <laughs> the internet. Sweet, sweet <laughs> the internet told you who he was. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, we have seen him before. Not in one of the dramas we've covered, though. Here. We have technically covered it. Um, so we watched Coffee Prince with... Uh, the lovely Caitlin ladies. Caitlin and Jillian. Yeah, Caitlin and Jillian over at OK Drama. And um, we were on their final episode for that, so you can go check that out. Uh, go watch Coffee Prince and listen to their episodes. I actually, I liked Coffee Prince. It was definitely a drama of its time, but I liked it. <laughs> um, a little time capsule, for sure. Yeah, but both Father Cheekbones and Hua Pyong are in it. So they have I like, had no idea. I had no clue. We got through this entire drama, and I don't even know if we ever said the words. I think I know him from somewhere about Hua Pyong. No. I never recognized Hua Pyong. I was so sure going to his page that it would list a bunch of shows that I had never seen. And then it was like, how about Coffee Prince, one of the most famous dramas of all time? <laughs> have you seen that? I was like, oh no. And then I went to the cast list of Coffee Prince, so sure that he would be buried in there somewhere. Like, episode 13, customer number 7. And they're like, he's a main character, yo. He's one of the, like, 
uh, top he's secondaries. Yeah, he's one of the princes. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> because I even I was listening to the OK Drama episodes when we were watching Coffee Prince along with them, and in their first episode, they did the the deep dive on what actors had been in, and they said that one of the Coffee Princes had been in her private life. Which is one of my all-time favorite dramas. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder which one it was. <laughs> and so I looked it up. He was the main character in her private life, Ryan Gold, who then plays the priest, Father Cheekbones, in The Guest. I finally got there. I got that connection. But, like, dang, how exciting and precious and sad for me that these two were best friends since Coffee Prince. That is mm, maybe canon only in my mind, but I think they're best friends. Well, that's the thing with the article I read, is that um, they, in an interview, uh, sorry, I want to look up his name. I have the guest on Wiki. What am I doing? Um, <laughs> on Asian Wiki, I have it right here. Okay, so Kim Jae-wook, who is, was Cho Yoon, the priest, he so Kim Jae Wook in an interview talked about getting to work again since Coffee Pre or Coffee Prince Coffee Prince. <laughs> <laughs> um, a different vibe. Yeah, a completely different show. Can't wait for that spinner. <laughs> um, but Kim Dong Wook, who played Yoon Hwa Pyeon, he he talked about getting to work with him again. And how nice it was to, like, come back together and, and kind of get to talk more with, like, more experience about the industry and ask each other about their experiences. And he said they had a lot of really deep conversations that he didn't always get to have with other co-stars because he didn't have, like, a pre, like, a relationship with many of his co-stars ahead of time, especially, like... These two started out as rookies together way back when Coffee Prince came out because it was the early two thousands. It was like a, it was one of the first big dramas that came out in the early two thousands that kind of started started that slow but steady kickoff of the popularity of Korean dramas. And so yeah, it was just really exciting to hear him talk about like sometimes they'd have to sleep on site like for the sets when they were out in the country working and it just didn't make any sense to like turn around and go back into the city just to like come back out to the countryside again so they'd sleep out there and he says yeah we had like so many late night conversations about you know just our past and our working history and and getting to ask oh each other God. the deep questions and so it kind of was those two just kind of like being buds on the set that's so cute it made me so happy Oh, I love a good friendship story. I'm so glad for them. Oh, that makes so much sense. They had so much chemistry together yeah. within the show. Yeah, they their friendship was so believable in the show. Like, even with how, I guess, dark the material was, it felt so believable that these two really cared about each other to the extent that by the last episode they were ready to die for one another. Yeah. Oh, I love that for them. I had a thought just now. So I'm uh, sorry, I'm like kind of doing a scroll through of an article. Uh, might have to edit this part out where I admit to looking at the internet as I go. Uh, but I just <laughs> had a thought. Did you recognize any of the demons listed? Do you remember when the grandpa was admitting that he was not just Park Il-do. Park Il-do was, like, nothing. He was, like, an older evil than that. Oh, and the names he threw out? Yeah. I was going to look no. those up, and then I forgot. And now I can't even find a list of the names. Oh, no. I thought it was Hua Pyeong who listed them when they were in the ocean. Oh, maybe it was. I'll scroll a little bit further down in this article and see if I can find them. I don't think I'll be able to. It would be really cool, though, um, just because, like, I'm wondering if there's some... I didn't even think about it, or I would have researched it ahead of the episode. But yeah, I just wonder if there's, like, 
some actual historical. I'm sure there are is a historical significance to some of those names that kind of went over our heads as yeah. people not familiar with um, old Korean demonology and history and what people believed in in the past as like old evils. Yeah. That's super interesting. I didn't think about it at all. But now that we're thinking about that scene, can I just say real quick how terrified I would be to have to film a scene in the ocean at night? Kudos to these three actors for just running around in the ocean at night when people die in the ocean. Do you think it was really cold? (laughs) (laughs) I bet it was really cold. I didn't think about that until this moment. Um, I am just scared of the ocean for every other reason. Yeah, I'm very afraid of... I'm afraid of dark water, which is the ocean, and even more so the ocean at night. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, that is... That actually was potentially the most horrific part of the whole thing to me, because I am that afraid (laughs) of the ocean. I would not... I. It would be... It would have to be you out there, you know, possessed by a demon (laughs) for me to go out there and freaking... Put my life I'm on so the line. I'm so happy like you say that. I'm so sorry to let you down. It's gonna be the demon's gonna win if, <laughs> if we're fighting over you. I understand. I ocean. get it. Send Jason out. <laughs> he would not come out. It's fine. <laughs> Between the two of you, you'd be most likely, and you're not coming. I'm just so like, I'm so scared, but also it seems so pointless. If you get sucked under the water at night, like you're gone. Yeah. Kind of that thing where when Detective Kong is finally able to pull Father Cheekbones up the beach a little bit and he asks where Hua Pyong is and she says, I couldn't see him anywhere. It's kind of like, yeah, of course you couldn't. It's nighttime. It's nighttime. I'm sorry. He's gone forever. You gotta wait until he surfaces. I think that's how ocean rescues kind of work. <laughs> And it sucks. I'm so sorry. If once you surface, I'll go swim out to you. But like, perfect. Just get my body. Actually, if it's possessed <laughs> by a demon, push it down. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, if we're going by the rules of what we said last time, um, wherein I become the prison for that demon for at least another lifetime or two, uh, then let's really commit. You know. let's get rid of it stop messing around I just that made me think of it because you said they were shooting on location so for for so much of the drama out in the countryside and then review that I read in a review that I read they said it was so impressive that so much of the show was shot at night and I think my brain just doesn't fathom Or pick up on the subtleties like that. Where I'm like, oh, that means that the actors and the crew all had to be awake and working at night. In the middle of the night. that kind of sucks. Yeah, that's terrible. I didn't even think of it, but selfishly at multiple points, because I watched almost primarily, I may have seen one episode after Dark, but most of the episodes I watched were during the day, and all I could think of was... Gee dang it, it is so hard to watch these nighttime scenes with this slight glare from the sun coming in. <laughs> like, I can't even see what's going on. Oh and no. And now I'm like, that's selfish. These people were up all night. <laughs> get blackout curtains. <laughs> if you want to watch this show, get blackout curtains or watch it all at night in the dark. Pro Good tip, luck. Watch at night. That's what I did. I would just watch at night because I think... Like you said, I think there are so many dramas that at least have a few scenes here or there that are just so dark that you can't see them unless you watch them at night. Yep. I don't know why. Like, yeah. It's a good idea in theory. If you watch in a movie theater, sure, this Mm -hmm. is going to be great. Or even in your home at a certain time. But I... I have watched the entire thing while staying at my boyfriend's house, and whenever he's home at night, I'm hanging out with him, and so I watch the show during the daytime when he's gone, because he's not interested. He's he's not interested in watching K-dramas with me. He is 
112% not interested in watching a horror K-drama with me. <laughs> That's Jason as well. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's hard because then either you have to retreat to a bedroom and be like, sorry, we're not going to hang out. I'm going to watch this alone. Or you just watch it during the day and maybe miss some stuff here and there. But, you know, kudos to all of the crew and the cast for filming this almost entirely at night. Because being in the ocean, being in the forest, even being pretty much anywhere at night a little bit freaks me out. I am a woman, and I think that's kind of what I was raised with. But just, like, working at night sounds exhausting. And I appreciate them going that extra mile for the spook factor. Yeah, I am a morning person, and it would be very hard for me to just become nocturnal for a show. I'd do it, Mm -hmm. but gee dang it, would I be a different person? Yeah, I feel like maybe I could do it, but I do not hide when I'm tired well. Like, I'm one of those people who people are like, you look tired. And I'm like, I know, it's because I am tired. Thank you. If you put me on camera, that's not going to get better. I'm just going to look like it's the middle of the night and we're filming. Yeah. Eat. Same. Eat. Eat. Um, speaking of lighting, though, and doing it at nighttime and, like, everything, I think the lighting in this show was done impeccably. Even though... Agreed. I think it's very difficult to see it if you're not watching it in a dark room. Um, <laughs> when, like, it, they did such a good job of, like, making it so atmospheric and spooky. And also, like, sometimes it was kind of like a hallucination almost, but other times it wasn't a hallucination. And so often you had to, like, stop and think, is this an image put in his mind that he's seeing because of like father cheekbones was dealing with a what was it called the prophecy of the possessed mm-hmm. and he was starting to see things all the time and you couldn't always right away tell but like in a good way like you couldn't always right away tell and it kind of messed with you and created such a good atmosphere and i put a lot of that up to yeah just like lighting obviously acting is amazing but how they set up every scene and just like the scene design yeah lighting and set design were all so well done like when you started talking it wasn't even a lighting effect but immediately the scene popped into my mind when father cheekbones is going to meet the little girl who's been possessed and he's walking through a hallway that has mirrored walls on both sides and so there's just like a thousand different father cheekbones being a little bit wary of the situation just subtle things like that and you're like they didn't have to do that obviously it probably took a lot of work to edit the camera out of all of those reflections as well but They're so perfectly done, and there are so many subtly eerie shots like that in this drama that just kudos to them. I think they did such a good job with horror overall. Yeah. Dang. This was such a good horror. And other people agree with us. I think going into this... Maybe it was pretentious of me to be like, I don't think as many people like horror as you and I do. So we knew maybe a lot of our listeners would not be into this drama. But then looking it up online, in the month it came out, it was like number three of the top three dramas of that month. It was super popular when it aired. So many people loved this show. Yeah, I actually read a couple of reviews um, just kind of on the fly. I can't, I can't even remember where they were from. It just like came up in Google, but like, I guess the Google reviews, multiple people who gave it five out of five stars said, I do not watch horror. I don't like horror. I am a self-proclaimed scaredy cat. I'm terrified. 
I gave this a chance because the poster design, multiple people were like, the poster design drew me in. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, dope. Give that guy a raise. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then just like the title, like the concise title where it was just, it kind of was mysterious enough that people wanted to know what it was about. And these people were just saying, I've, I never am interested in horror. And this still drew me in. And I loved it. Like, they did such a good job of exploring themes within it, like the darkness in man, and somehow still introduced hope by the end, mm -hmm. even if it was kind of a a bleak hope, but it was still hope. And the acting was phenomenal, and the characters were so, I don't know... Like, I was personally, this is now Raquel saying, and I said as much in the last episode we recorded, but I was so attached to these very flawed characters. I think that I will never be able to uh, iterate it enough that, like, it's so impressive to me when writers and actors can come together and take these characters that have these issues that should make them maybe dislikable, like they're hot-headed and willing to just, like, walk into a room and try and, like, murder an assembly woman because they really believe um that she is a demon um or you know a character that continuously shuts down the woman in the room um even though she has said what she wants to do and her intention and why she wants to do it and that she can't be dissuaded from doing it but like he's not unlikable because it's like him trying to protect not just her, but, like, literally anyone. It's not because she's a girl, it's because he feels guilty over the death of her mother. And so, like, they've set up these little things about them that, like, should make them so dislikable, but if you look a little bit deeper, they're such good characters. Like, they're just so well done. Uh-huh. Yeah, I read... I think it got 8.8 .8 out of 10 stars on my drama list. Which I don't know how harsh people are on my drama list, but that seemed very high. There were so many people that said the same thing that you mentioned of, I don't particularly like horror. I almost never watch horror, but I loved this show. And I will say, uh, after watching it, I cannot comfortably recommend this show to people who don't like horror. Yeah. I wouldn't say like, oh, it's okay. Like, it's not that crazy. I think it had a lot of very gruesome moments that if you're uncomfortable with horror, you know your limits better than I do. But it was cool to see so many people be like, I could look past the more horrific moments and see the quality of this show. And I appreciated everything about it. Yeah, they weren't cheap thrills. They weren't just mm -hmm. they weren't just scares to be scares. They were really well done scares, and they came with purpose behind them. So it was really good. It was really good. I do agree with you. I would hesitate to recommend it. I think I would recommend it with like trigger warnings rather than like if you don't like horror. But I'd say to people if they're if they haven't watched the show but they're thinking about watching it you know there's some trigger warnings where they deal with suicidal thoughts they deal with suicidal actions um and like it's possessed people but i still think that that could be very triggering for people um i'm trying to think what other really really sense i mean there's kind of a lot of sensitive stuff they they didn't always uh toe a fine line they kind of stepped over it but it was well done it just i think that it should be taken into consideration if you're thinking about yeah. viewing it um and but other than you know like some trigger warnings i would i would recommend it to people even if maybe they're not the biggest horror fan as long as like you know what you're getting into and that little list we talked about in the first episode. I wish I remembered it. Go back and listen to the, our first episode, I guess. Um, but there's, like, ways to watch horror that make it feel less horrific. Like, if you're having a hard time yeah. getting through it, remember that these are actors. 
maybe watch some blooper reels or something about with oh my god all the pictures at the end the still shots yeah if you just watch the credits i needed that yeah yeah and like little videos of like um yeah father cheekbones on a scooter or like the first victim of the demon with that had stabbed out his own eye and he's like Oh, the camera's on. Should I be doing something? (laughs) (laughs) It's, yeah, I feel like I could have walked away from this show, even loving horror, with, like, a few nightmares here and there. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, don't worry, we got you. Here's a whole bunch of blooper reels at the end of the show so that you don't ever have to think about this in a negative way. Yeah. You can remember it as a piece of art, a self-contained work that was created for entertainment purposes thank you the guest you didn't have to put that together for me what a little gift yeah that was a brilliant way to end a show i think i've never seen a more um well executed credit reel because they often Mm -hmm. show stuff like the cast hanging out together the whole crew in a picture together and it's really nice but the fact that they actually took time to, like, film the people in their makeup just kind of being silly. And, like, the little girl being like, uh-huh. hey. Uh-huh. And mention what the intention of the show was. I think it was really worthwhile and very respectful of them to be like, here were the writer's intentions behind the show. You could probably see them. They obviously did a fantastic job conveying those messages. But just in case, we want the writers to really shine through. This is their work, and we are so thankful for and proud of them. And so here's the here's the thesis of what they have made. I thought that was just a really respectful way to end the drama. And then, yeah, throw in all these blooper reels of like, and here's all the people that made that come to life. Yeah, yeah, it's just a show. Don't worry about it too much. So good. So good. What a what a wonderful way to do that. So yeah, I uh, if you if you decided to listen to this bonus episode to see if you'd even like it, um, that's our fresh takes on it. Yeah, I have one final little note that I just remembered after you said Father Cheekbones constantly being a little bit seemingly misogynistic but mostly just protective of his friend and feeling guilt towards detective kong trying to get her ousted from the group i read a review that summarized her character as both the brains and the brawn of the group and i think i know it's something that i think we noticed especially in the last episodes where she really pulls through. People have tried to get her to leave the the group the whole series, and she's like, I'm the one pulling you idiots out of the water. Like, I'm the only one still freaking conscious enough to even do anything. That was such a cool moment to see her two best friends being the damsels in distress, as it were, and her being the one in control. But what a succinct and perfect summary of her character oh my gosh we haven't even talked enough about her and now that you say that i'm like okay so 15 more minutes devoted solely to detective (laughs) kong yeah um yeah no that is the best way to to describe her because she i mean she was the most physically fit uh but she was also the one thinking through situations in a way that wasn't motivated by passion usually she was the one logicking the situation even when she was feeling really passionate she was like things you can't do walk into a place and murder people um freaking (laughs) suspect hua pyong of something that obviously like is being accused based on like from a person who is way more suspect than hua pyong uh listen both hua pyong and i have seen evidence that this dude is a bad dude, so maybe listen to me for, like, five minutes, Choi Yoon. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, just, like, little things where, over time, she totally, like, she proved herself time and again to be the, mm-hmm. to be the freaking 
brains and brawn of that operation. Holy heck. What a distinct and cool female character. You just don't get enough of those. I did read an interview. Oh, go ahead. Oh, just to see that description of her that so perfectly described it in so few words. I was like, mind blown. That was perfect. (laughs) I loved her character. Yes. um, I read an interview with Jung Eun Che. I read this interview and she was asked in the interview, if you could be any of the characters in this show, who would you be? And you're not limited to your own character. And she was like, you know, maybe I'm just attached by this point, but I came to really, really appreciate Kong Gil-young. So I would still be Kong Gil-young. Like, yes! Yeah, and she just talked about a lot about how much she appreciated that Detective Kong's actions followed her heart. Like, her heart was always in the right place. Um... But, like, in a in a really meaningful way, where she was pretty much the only cop that couldn't be freaking persuaded to just look the other way in the event of terrible things. And mm-hmm. I, she was just amazing from beginning to end. I She made me so nervous at the beginning because she seemed like the hot-headed cop. And then the more we got to know her, again, a very a deeply flawed character that was still so good. And they proved her to be so good Mm-hmm. it's just I think it would have been so easy to have this show be three male leads and I so deeply appreciate that she was there representing being the best character that she could have been I feel like all three of them were pretty ungendered they could have had anyone play any of the three roles and it would have felt really natural and I really, really appreciate that writing style, that it wasn't like, she's a girl. So like you said, even when things come up, like Father Cheekbones saying, she needs to be left out of the group, you're never like, because she's a woman. I probably said that on the podcast. I probably said the exact opposite and was like, you sexist, you're a monster. But you know, looking back on it. I think you're probably right, and it was less of him being like, she's a girl, so she's weaker than us, and probably him being like, she's a person, and I don't want her to get hurt. Yeah, like, I already feel responsible for the death of her mother. She shouldn't have to be here in the first place. And that could have been any gender, and I love that. Yeah, that's it's very good. It's all very good. It was a good drama. I liked it. What rating would you give it? I think I would give it, oh no, I don't know. I want to give it a 9 out of 10, but I almost feel like it deserves a 10 out of 10. I'm just, I think there was a bit much gore for me that makes me not want to rewatch it. I just really, really liked it, so I want to give it a 10, but I'm like, oh, I just don't think I could stomach it twice. Yeah. So it feels like a 9. 9.5, can I say that? You can say 9.5. I'm going to give it a I'm going to give it a seven. 9. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 7. I thought about going 8.5 <laughs> and then we could give it the play on K9. Um Ooh. I, but I don't know how to describe kind of like what's holding me back cuz I loved it. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I don't really envision myself rewatching it. Um I think as much as I really loved it, I didn't feel emotionally connected to it too much. Like, you talked about how there okay. were multiple times that, like, kind of made you tear up. I They got me, like, once, and even then I kind of separated from it pretty early. And so I don't know exactly what is keeping me from giving it, like, loving it as much of, as giving it, like, 9.5 or 10 but I, I think I'd go closer to like 8.59 so we could give it the play on K9 out of 10 okay cool I think you described exactly what I was feeling too where I'm like I can't put my finger on why it's not a 10 on paper it's totally a 10 but there was just something missing from that perfect score yeah so 9 what we watched a nine. I'm so happy for us. I know. We weren't even expecting a nine and we got a nine. We're so lucky. Oof. If you have a rating that you would give it, 
Oh, sorry. We didn't do awards. Do you have any awards? There were not happy awards and there were not freaking bust up girl awards that I can think of. This was kind of about like the darkness in humans. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of Um, the opposite of the bust up girl award. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I can't think of anybody who deserved awards. Maybe like the neighbor who kept track of the grandpa. I don't know. Yeah, was that like a neighbor or was that another one of his kids, like an like Hua Pyong's uncle? Oh, it might have been like an uncle or like a second cousin or something. He can <laughs> he can have it, I guess. Yeah. Do you want a bus stop girl award? <laughs> Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> That's really all I've got. Um that's fair. It was yep. a dark show. Yeah, it was a dark show. Okay, well, if you can think of someone who deserves an award that we missed, or if you have, like, a different rating, or if you just want to talk to us about this spooky, spooky horror drama, um, let us let us know at playonkpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can tell us in short form on Twitter at playonk or on Instagram at playonkpodcast. Yeah, you can tell us on our website in the comments, or you can find some other stuff on our website, like a link to our Patreon, links to our affiliates. Uh, any of that is super helpful for us, and uh, yeah, we just love to see and hear from you. It's playonk.com. <laughs> you can find us on Patreon if you want to support the podcast directly. We have a couple different tiers that you can do that at. It's patreon.com slash playonk. Yeah, and then you can find us on multiple streaming sites uh, where you find podcasts like Blueberry, iTunes, Stitcher, probably others, Spotify for sure. And if you rate, review, or subscribe in any of those places, it really helps us out. It helps other K-drama lovers who listen to podcasts find us. Yeah! Thank you, as always, for listening. And we will be back next week with a brand new show. Okay, bye.